This just in, breaking, Dateline, March 20th, 2020. I'm Andrew Decker. I'm here with Andrew Harith. Hey, everybody. Andrew, this is very serious. This is COVID-19. This is breaking stuff. This is, yeah, this is actually really kind of scary. It's kind of getting to me a little bit. I was thinking it was just hysteria blown out of proportion, but I'm starting to think, like, after spending a week in my apartment, hey, yeah, so maybe hey, something to this. There might be. There might be. And so we're doing a special edition of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. Yeah, we know all of our listeners come to us first for all their breaking news <laughs> needs. Um, exactly what so. to do statewide when yeah. there's a national or a statewide disaster declared. You know, and I, I think this is like pretty interesting, and I'm really glad we're doing this because you brought up a good point when we were talking the other day. Um, there's a little-known code section in the Texas Penal Code that that involves crimes committed during a disaster uh, declaration. Right. And basically the whole state has now been declared a disaster area. I mean, it was like one of those code sections where it was like, wait, well, that makes sense. But I have never had that issue before. I, mean, I know probably some of our colleagues who live down on the coast during a hurricane. Right. Disaster or, or, declaration or anywhere or, that's had a tornado. Yeah, torn- bad or tornado. Or flooding. Yeah. Uh, you know, like New Braunfels, Lano area. Right, right. Um, um, it's not something I personally have had, have experienced. And uh, so I'm just, this was an interesting uh, thing you brought up. So I'm glad we're doing a, an episode on it. Right. And we're doing it timely because, well, by the time we get to, you know, April 1st, which would be our no- next normal episode? Uh, we'll be we could be most of the way through this one. Yeah, and you know I think it's it is good timing. The governor, uh, Greg Abbott, he just he just issued an emergency declaration yesterday. Right. Um, which then, that, yeah, that presents a whole bunch of questions, and it's kind of scary. Right, and uh, then it also kicked off some some new uh, Supreme Court and Court of Criminal Appeals uh, rules that went into effect. Um, yeah, so all in all, just kind of yeah. scary times. Yeah. A lot it, going on. So maybe, maybe, uh, ladies and gentlemen, maybe we can kind of parse through the legal side of it just a little bit for you. Sure, sure. So let's start with let's start with that penal code section. Um, uh, it comes under punishment. Uh, so, so those of you who are playing along at home, we all know the Texas Penal Code Section 12 is punishment. Yep. Uh, and you have to read down a far ways. Most of us, we just want to know what our misdemeanor or our felony is worth. Uh, but we once you get down to 12.50 12.50 it's titled penalty in offense commit penalty if offense is committed in disaster area or evacuated area well obviously the state hasn't been evacuated yet no um, not yet not yet i don't know where we'd go um but the the the, the offense is the punishment range can be increased to the next higher category of offense if it's shown at the trial of the offense that the offense was committed in an area that was, and I'm literally almost reading from the text, yeah. uh, at the time of the offense, subject to a de- declaration of a state of disaster made by A, the President of the United States under the Robert T. Stafford Disaster Relief and Emergency Assistance Act, or... And that that one at this point we agree doesn't apply, correct, Andrew? Yeah, I don't I don't think it does. I mean, there have been some declarations by the president regarding this coronavirus COVID nineteen stuff. Um, I the, none of those, from what I could tell in my in my brief research, um, were made pursuant to the Robert T. Stafford Disaster Relief and Emergency Assistance Act. Right. So, you know, like that's a good point because 
if you have a prosecutor that's going to use this as an enhancement, which they can, there's nothing that we see that says that they're prevented from doing so, then if they're using 12.5 subsection 1, subsection A in their enhancement notice, that I don't think is going to pass muster. At least as of 3.35 Central Standard Time. Correct. Uh, on March the 20th. Right. Yeah. And this and this this is changing. Literally the president could be making an announcement right now. We're not following that. Um uh and by the time you listen to it it could so 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 time literally the ti- the honor about exactly could be very important in these uh if you get in if someone gets a complaint or an indictment uh, oh, maybe yeah. Them. Even they may even need to allege down to the hour or right, minute, right? Down, you know, uh, on, in you know, their charging instrument. Exactly, because uh, it's gonna it could become that that important. Um, but B, a subsection one, subsection B says the governor under section four eighteen point oh one four government code. Yeah, and I think we're pretty pretty clear there. I mean, I I meaning right. I think this uh, subsection B does apply at this point. The governor, in his declaration... His executive order, GA, that'd be Governor Abbott, 08. So this is his eighth one. He's been in office a while. He's, he's, most of them have not been uh, about state of emergency. They've been other things. I've looked yeah. at them. But. I wonder if this is the first one that applies to all 254 counties. That's Surely, a great right? question. Anyways. If somebody finds out, email us and let us know. You yeah. can find us at texascrimdefense.com. Man, I love how you're always just plugging. That's Man, great. I just, you got to keep plugging. That's right. And, so, if, and if you like what you hear, tell a friend. <laughs> well, um, I, yeah, I think specifically with the governor's declaration, we are, it is clear, we are under Section 418. Um, or he's listing, he's using the entire chapter in his, um, in his uh, uh, declaration. Right, because he actually listed under... Uh, 001, I think. 001, right? and we read it, we've looked at it, um, my guess is any court in the state would say that the whole the whole chapter, chapter yes. applies. Um, I, I doubt that they're going to throw out one of these because the governor didn't say under fourteen point oh one four. Yeah, and and again that that may change. He may come out with one that specifically is pursuant to point zero one four again. You know, we are using the information that we have available to us, and we don't have a news feed. Um, you know, just kind of scrolling in our recording studio, which is Andrew Decker's office. In Willow Park, Texas. But you know what I use which, which, for my... Which is as close to being sheltered in place and isolated yeah, well, from the rest of the world as you can get almost. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, you know, there's no windows in here. Like, who knows what's going on out there, right? <laughs> um, but you know what I use for all of my all of my news? Facebook. Oh, that's a completely reliable source. <laughs> like, yeah. if it's on Facebook, it's got to be It's got to be true. Got to yeah. be true. My, my uncle's... You know, friend Roger. He so, so I will say, si- since we've gotten off that? on that, <laughs> I've literally had several people look at me and go, well, a friend of mine who works for the CDC said, or a friend of mine, you know, Joe, my friend, said that his friend who works for the CDC, and I said, this is where being an attorney, attorney has taught me a lot. If you can't put a name on the friend... It's not reliable. It's not reliable, no. right? Yeah. And so, brothers and sisters... Usually, especially those of you who are defenders, you know hearsay when you see it. Preach it, brother. Right? So so be attentive to that. If someone says, well, I have a friend who works at the CDC, go, what's their name? Give me a first name. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? And they go, uh, no. Nope. No. No. It doesn't work. I have heard someone literally today say that they named their their friend, they said, you know, Joe, and whose brother works in the Secret Service, Rick. Yeah. Right? Well, that's enough for me to go, he might know what he's talking about. This is at least... Now, granted, we've just played the telephone game. Right, yes. But it at least gave me some credence that this might guy might have a little better information than the guy that goes, well, my brother's friend works for the CDC. I feel like you're now doing that legal line, you know, my sister's brother's ex-boyfriend yeah, is an yeah, attorney, yeah. and they didn't call me back. Well, yes. <laughs> well, and I, I think that's, like, really important. I mean, to be clear, I don't get my news or any other information from Facebook, but uh, that doesn't mean you should not like our Facebook page. Uh, there's some great information on there, I'm told. So, um, <laughs> but during this time, like, there, it's very easy to get wrapped up in hysteria and um, hysterics. And hysterics, yeah. Right. And and so, just let's try to be smart. Let's try to take precautions. But while you know, while and while rising above the fray, I guess a little bit, keep best. a clear head. We're still we're still human, right? Yeah. E- even even the most logical of us, the most rational of us, um, well, we're going to have some emotions involved in all this, right? Because right. because we're worried about our our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our spouses, our kids, whatever your case might be. Um, but know that the information we're bringing you today, literally on our desk, we have the penal code we're referring to. We have Governor Abbott's uh, order, executive order GA08 sitting in front of us. We have the Supreme Court of Texas and the Court of Criminal Appeals third emergency order regarding the COVID-19 state of disaster sitting in front of us. What we're telling you today is as accurate as we can make it as of the afternoon right of March the 20th, yeah. 19, or sorry, 2020, Whoa, 1920. Dang. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> Different emergency. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I, I know I'm older than you, Andrew, but I'm not that, that old. old. I just yeah, want yeah. you to know. Yeah. Dang. Okay, 1920. Here we go. Uh, section 12.5. So we we think we this penalty, uh, this penal code section applies currently because of Greg Abbott's emergency declaration. Correct. Um, so that's subsection one. We move on to what? Okay, what's affected? Okay, so the increase in punishment authorized by this section applies only to an offense. You know this, so you go, oh, it's only a few offenses. Yeah, there are eight listed offenses. Right. Even without reading it, you can probably logically come up with a lot of them. Yeah. Right. Because if it's a disaster area or an evacuated area, what's at risk? Yeah, looting. Looting. Uh, that's what yeah, we're going to call exactly. it. We've all we've all seen it. We've all seen. Um, uh, you know, buildings being looted on the news, you know, following a disaster or riots or something to that effect. Um, and, and it can happen to any of us, right? Yeah. You, you leave your house. When you go on vacation for a couple of weeks, you leave your house, you're at a higher risk of being broken into than you are when you're home. Well, why? Because your house is more susceptible. Right. And just think about it right now. Like, Looting during hurricanes is what's you know what is is plastered on the TVs right after the storm leaves the area. Right, and just think about the state of the uh, uh, or how empty the toilet paper shelves are in the grocery stores, and like your neighbor sees you carrying a big thirty-two pack of toilet paper, 
and you leave. So so you know it, man. One of my wife one of my wife's favorite places to eat is Blue Mesa in Fort Worth. Uh-huh. We love it. Right now they're doing a special. You can get fifty dollars fajitas for four, and they're throwing in a roll of toilet paper. I've said no, no, no. They're selling you a roll of toilet paper, and the fajitas are your giveaway. Those are the yes. ones that are free. Yeah, that's um. exactly right. Those toilet paper <laughs> rolls are like gold right now. They're going to be our currency whenever society fails us. I guarantee that. Uh, no, but going back to the serious part, but that, but it's going to be those kind of things. Well, why walk around uh, a shopping, a normally a busy uh, uh, commercial area where mm-hmm. stores are, right. etc., and they are either they're they're saying their hours have been limited. Or they are closed. Yep. Right. Exactly. So, so, so these are the offenses that apply. This, the first one's actually the, is the one that surprised me. First two, I guess, are the ones that surprised me the most. The first one's assault. All right. Yeah. So, uh, section twenty twenty, or sorry, twenty two zero one assault is the first offense listed. So, normally an assault, we're going to go assault bodily injury, not assault by contact. I, I don't think anybody's going to anyway. Uh, yeah. But assault bodily injury. Well, thankfully, as we read down to C, right. we found out that it doesn't become a felony. If it's a class A. If it's a class A, right? Because yeah. that, that would be the one step up. It would be a state jail felony. What does it become, Andrew? Well, actually, the um, the minimum is increased up to six months minimum. The range of punishment, if it's assault with bodily injury, it's class A misdemeanor. Um, that minimum is going to be 180 days, and the maximum, again, is a year. So um, uh, the good news is that, like as Andrew said, we're not increasing, you know, we're not making the jump up to a state jail felony, six months to two years and a $10,000 fine. In fact, the fine doesn't change. It's it just doesn't a appear six-month right. minimum. And this section, the code section uh, 12.5, doesn't say anything about uh, you know, affecting probation eligibility, deferred eligibility, anything like that. So Correct. we're just looking at range of punishment increased from zero days in the county jail to six months in the county jail. Right. That's a big jump. It is. That's a huge right? jump. Um, so the next one uh, is arson, uh, section 2802. Uh, again, that surprised me a little bit because I don't necessarily think about in disaster people torching buildings. Yeah. Um, right. obviously though, at some point it happened enough that the next legislative session, they said arson. Yeah. I, you know, and I'm, I'm, when I think of like arson and unruly crowds, it's like after a, a championship game, like a college championship game or something. Um, I'm not really thinking like disaster zones as people going and intentionally setting fires, maybe riots. I, I'm not real sure. Yeah, I guess, um, so, so just so you know that uh, arson arson could be up to a first degree felony to begin with if someone suffers uh, bodily injury as a d- result of the direct act. Right. Um, uh, but normally, uh, arson is second, second degree. degree. Um, so it automatically would bump to a first degree. Yeah. Right. I right. mean that because any and that's what we'll get into. I mean, I guess section C also says like anything that's already a first degree, there's going to have no change. Right, it's just going to be a first degree. Right. So, but if you're torching um, a building, uh, second degree, two to twenty, and a ten thousand dollar fine, um, you're now you know looking at that case being charged as a first degree, five to ninety nine, and a ten thousand dollar fine. Right. Um, so. 
it could be so so arson actually has kind of all the ranges right so it could be as little as a state jail felony um if it's related uh no bodily injury no death um uh it can then move up so so arson has has a whole lot of range depending on if somebody gets hurt if it's related to drug use or manufacturing delivery of a controlled substance yeah. if if there are people involved but no that, that so arson minimum is going to be a third degree and easily you could be bumping second or first um, yeah. uh, so I so mean, that's, arson. A, that's a big that's a big uh, big leap there right, right. especially I mean, if you're jumping to the first degree right right and so I'm wondering because those some of those offenses were like manufacturing of controlled substance related so if you're running a meth house and your house explodes, um, not you right specifically, now. just hypothetically. Right, right, yeah. He, Andrew's um, looking right at me. I do. Let be. Let us be clear. Andrew Decker does not manu- in manufacture. Does not manufacture of, uh, or, or deliver meth <laughs> or any other controlled substance. You know, I'm just saying. Okay, any of you out there in the greater listening universe, um, if your house burns down because of something along those lines, some kind of manufacturing type activity. Uh, you're looking typically at a state jail felony. If somebody right. else is injured or dies because of that, then it's a third degree felony. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't charge it higher, like felony murder, maybe. I don't know, but whatever. Right, but um, you, but the arson alone, you, if somebody's hurt, yeah, or injured or dies, you're you're automatically pushing for first degree, and then they can uh, go, ladies and gentlemen, they did this during a disaster. Yeah, so that's a whole other section you can consider uh, right. if you want. So, so that's arson. Right. So arson surprised me just because we don't have arson that often. I mean, have you have you ever had an arson case? Yeah. Yes, I have. Indeed. I'm trying to think if I have. I feel like I have. Recently, actually. So yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't think I've had an arson. It doesn't happen all that often. Um and uh, uh there was one, you know, there was one in Parker County not too long ago. Uh actually one of our one of our former interview guests, uh Raul Navarez, got a not guilty on an arson. Oh, in good Parker for Raul. County. Yep. Um, not too long ago. So they, right. they do happen. It's just not something we see every day. Right. So uh, the next one on the list uh, is Section 2902, robbery. That's right. Yeah. So robbery, here, here's the interesting thing. Aggravated robbery is not on the list. Uh, that'd be 2903. So basically every robbery in a disaster area is an ag rob. Right. Now, That's yeah, I'm because of punishment. It. Sure. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, and, so and, and that makes sense, right? Like, it's just kind of the same looting type deal. Like, if you're going out, holding people up, using violence, um, using a weapon. Um, using uh, their fear a, of the disaster yeah, area, right? With, w- and, yeah, and <laughs> taking something. So, so I'm visualizing this right now. You walk up to a stranger on, on the street. On and you go, oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Give me your purse. Yeah, <laughs> They're yeah. like, oh, God. You're like, that, that, that almost. I didn't even think that about that. That could almost be an aggravated robbery because fear of deadly well, weapon. Yeah, and think about it too. Like, if you're, if you are arrested and you cough or you, you know, like spitting on a police officer, that is an assault. It can be assault public servant. Um, and so I'm wondering if, like, a little spittle from a cough gets on a cop, if he can now charge you with that. Uh, maybe that would be under the assault section. Oh, man. This is. Ooh. I hadn't even thought about that. Like actually just using a cough because of the coronavirus to create a fear of a deadly weapon to obtain something. Yes. Right. Right. Like some biological agent is your deadly weapon. <laughs> Why not? Anthrax is, is, I mean, that's geez. true. All right. So we're wow, getting, y'all. <sighs> it's 
getting real. It's getting really real. This is All right, stuff. This is the hysteria. This is the, what it does to us. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and again, we're in a we're in a closed room, but we are we are six feet apart. I can't quite reach uh, Mr. Harith from here. Thirty point oh two, burglary. Well, okay. Don't be breaking into people's houses or, know, or, or, or buildings, buildings yeah, right? outbuildings, uh, barns, um, sheds, anything like that. Uh, burglary will incur that increase up and and that is exactly degree. that is that is really in my mind what looting is right yeah. i've entered a building i'm taking stuff that that's excuse me not mine right um i i think that's exactly well uh you know i've got to commit a felony within right but um so so burglary makes sense uh section yeah. 30.03 so we're going to get burglary in all its variations Burglary of a coin-operated machinery machine. That's right, man. Yeah, I mean that. You know, I I think those are. So what about the dollar-operated like machine? machine? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a vending machine, but but I lots of them don't even take coins anymore. Like yeah. it has to be a dollar or a debit card. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder if the code section has kind of evolved with the change in technology uh, on that. Maybe we'll we'll look that up and get back to you, uh, back to you all. But I, I don't know if it is if it is actually just coins. Um, no, I think as it's we're scrambling. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. So, so I'm literally going to pause it for a second. We'll come back to you in just a second. All right. So we're back. Um, we actually looked it up on Lexus. Uh, we looked it up in. Uh, the O'Connors, and we cannot find any case yeah. law. Turns out, uh, at least not quickly. Um, <laughs> Who knows? But but don't break into a vending machine. We, we're we're going to read the code as basically include because it includes coin operated, coin used, and then it says or other equipment. And Mister Harith and I disagreed on where the or applies, right? Which again becomes problematic. But my guess is. Yeah. My guess is it's going to include anything that takes money or debit, and it's basically a box of some sort that you could break into and just steal like an either, automated type. Steal either movies or yeah. sodas or money out of. Uh, yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, don't you do know? that. Like <laughs> not even in just in a disaster time. Like just don't do it. Yeah, yeah, because because I I need my my flicks out of out of what is it Redbox? Yeah, really. I've Do never, you? I've never, no. I don't think I've ever used a Redbox. Yeah, now we kinda, have Netflix and Disney Plus. They weren't obsolete for maybe like two months. Yeah, ten ne- years ago. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. But oh, I well. still see them like in front of like a CVS. Uh, people still use them, evidently. Obviously. Um, <laughs> well, okay. you know, if you don't have high speed inter- high good high speed internet, not everyone does. That's true. You're, a lot of my stre- clients do not. You're, yeah, your your streaming device is gonna suck. That's um, right. All right, and then obviously the last burglary would be burglary section, or sorry, penal code section 30.04, burglary of a vehicle. Uh, that means breaking into, taking stuff out of the vehicle, obviously, and then obviously stealing the vehicle. Um, yeah, the um, stealing the vehicle is probably going to put you under UUMV or theft of, uh, of, a, of a large uh, machine, right. so... But the the BMV, yeah, just just actually, yeah, yeah, it really means breaking into it, yeah. or taking stealing, stuff out of the bed of a truck. Out. Yes, right. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Hey, this hysteria gets to me. Gets even, to me too, man. E- even I can make mistakes in times like these. You know, Waterburger drive through is still open. That's gonna that's gonna get me very far throughout this. It's it, gonna help my sanity. Because you know, sure. I, it's Lent. It's Lent for those of you who observe observe the Christian faith. You know, we give things up. Uh, 
my wife and I decided hashtag no no diets during quarantine. There you go. Um, That'll work. You know, Lord knows. Well, <laughs> you got you. You can't. You can't. Yeah, it's going to be almost impossible, right? Like it, it, you finding goods, finding healthy food, healthy places to eat. I just can't do be, it. <laughs> sorry. With all this, with all the added <laughs> stress, just you know what, y'all, just give yourselves some grace. If you're gonna have right. a double cheeseburger like I just had then on you're a fine. Friday, I and know. you're Catholic, hey, dude, hey. You, you know. Hey, my priest listens to this, man. All right, like, <laughs> cut it out, <laughs> Father Mike. You'll hear all about it. I'm sure. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> Father Mike. Please forgive us for we have sinned. Um, and then, uh, so this one, this one, the, the next one, I think, I, 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 it didn't pop in my head as I thought about what these might include, but this one seems obvious now. Section 30.05, criminal trespass. Right. And the the question is, do these signs that say, hey, you know, like signs outside of Starbucks say, hey, we're grab and go only. So who's making the determination that you're lingering too long inside of that Starbucks? Really, the point is going to be whoever has a greater right to possession of that area than you do. If they instruct you to leave, you must and you you must leave, or else it's it's a potentially a criminal trespass, right? So in all of these, uh, you know, um, the the hot spots, the grocery stores, the restaurants, if they're saying you are allowed in for a very short duration of time, and you exceed that, and you're asked to leave, and you don't, then you are subject to uh, criminal trespass. Right. So 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 possibly uh, the stores that are doing like an hour for persons sixty years and older. Uh, several of them are opening up in their first hour. They're only allowing people who are 60 years and older in right. to, to, to keep them as safe as possible. Uh, you and I are not 60 years old, so if we show up and go in, I guess we could be asked to leave, and if we don't, that's a criminal trespass. Right, and and you know, somebody was asking me earlier, like, I have a right to be in the grocery store. Well, no, you don't. You don't. I mean, you can go to any number of grocery stores, but they – allow the public in but they also can refuse service to anybody so right especially if the manager if, or an employee asks you to leave just respect especially that. if you come in and you're sweating like you've got a fever and you're coughing real hard they're going to tell you to take your ass outside excuse my french yeah i know and i think you know i think during this like i don't know if there's going to be any jury or court that's going to say no, you know, <laughs> yeah, like you, they right. didn't have Di- the right to tell you to leave during during the COVID nineteen uh, disaster relief uh, disaster time period between uh, March nineteenth and April the third at eleven fifty nine p.m. Uh, I had a fever and an upper respiratory infection. It wasn't COVID nineteen, but when I went into the CVS and I was coughing real hard and they asked me to leave, I said no. Yeah, I think that's not going to go over well. Right. And, and that was hypothetical because I, I don't because you don't. I don't. One. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a fever. I don't have a cough. Um, minus my fake cough that I did earlier as my deadly weapon. But <laughs> know that, that normally, normally criminal trespass, you and I handle these all the time for people who are indigent. They're in jail. And by the end of the week, they're given credit for time served, you know, three for one. So it's 10 days and and we cut them loose. Well, why? Yeah. Because most of these persons and, and, and I hate this. Most of them are persons who have a little bit of mental illness. They're homeless. Um, they're just trying to get by. And they were at some place they shouldn't have been. And the police got called and so it got, it got a little haywire or they were truly at some place they shouldn't have been. It didn't even get haywire. And they were like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll go to jail. Yeah. Well, now it's not credit for time served. Again, it gets bumped up to a minimum of 180 days. Yeah. And which is interesting, right? Because I know this is going to run afoul if this is actually used 
with a lot of the county jails who are not trying to house nonviolent offenders <laughs> for very long. Right, right. So that that's actually going to we're going to hold on to that for just a second. Yeah. Because we have one more piece and that is 31.03 theft, which yeah. I you know, we 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 we've alluded to and obviously those are things um you're stealing stuff. Yeah. Shoplifting. Shoplifting. Well, that's stealing. That's still stealing. Shoplifting is. is stealing. You may not know <laughs> Wait, this. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but but then, you know, so so uh, I was speaking to uh, one of the guys in my downtown office, William Biggs. Uh, shout out to William. Uh, maybe you're listening. Maybe that'll pressure him into coming and being a guest on our show. Right, because we've, we, we, we've indicated he should. William Biggs, this is your formal invitation. You've been shouted out. Yeah. Um, to come and be a guest after the quarantine. After the quarantine, sure. Or, or maybe not. Um, uh, to be a part of the show. But he said, you know, it seems like the disaster would be a mitigating factor, especially for like shoplifting or maybe even burglary. Well, why? Because we visualize no bread. The shelves have no, no bread, bread yeah. right? Uh, HEB, you can buy two cartons of eggs. If they have eggs, right, you can buy four forms of milk. So milk, cream, um, uh, cheese, and something else. You know, yogurt, oh, wow. natural four, dairy, huh? right, okay. right. Well, no wow. eggs, eggs different, but milk products. You can buy four. At least this was the other day. Yeah. So I go in and I take an extra gallon of milk, right. Mm-hmm. Well, that that that's theft. It's full on. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, without even without a disaster declaration, that is theft. You're taking something without paying for it. Right. Right. And, and so, so what William said was, it feels like that should be mitigating. You know, this this is a time of disaster. I'm trying to feed my family, especially if I'm breaking in, uh, let's say to uh, to a building, uh, let's say uh, a building that I know is going to have diapers and formula, right? Because I've got a kid and I can't find any. And, you know, we've been told to stay in place. And I know that the daycare center down the street is closed, but they still have stuff. So I go and I take it and I'm found coming out of the building with diapers and formula. And I have a 18 month old at home. Right. Seems like it's mitigating. Nope. Nope. Not mitigating. It's enhancing. It's aggravating. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, it may be mitigating when you get to a point. Like if you if you are able to take a case like this to a jury to a judge to some finder of fact that may actually be mitigating to that person but in the eyes of the law in the with, eyes of the law with this and and with the right prosecutor even the right judge and jury they're going to see that as an aggravating factor not a mitigating right. factor because the judge isn't going to ask uh, the jury hey can you can you be sympathetic they're going to ask can you follow the law, the law. yep right that's right um so, so it's just just a rem- reminder out there. So I said we're going to come back to something. Um, uh, we talked about the, the you know like criminal trespass, and the local county jails don't want people just hanging out at the jail. Why? Because they're trying to keep the jails empty. They're trying to keep uh, minor offenses out of the county jail. Well, what if I get arrested and my minimum option is now 180 days? What do you th- what what? Well, first of all, what are we going to do, Mister uh, Harris? I, well, we're gonna go to trial. Um, that's for that's for sure. I'm not, I'm not doing okay, but, not messing but, with that. But we're not having trials. But per, per, per the order per the of the Supreme court, court, yeah. Per the order court of the Supreme Court and the um, and the Court of Criminal Appeals, we're not doing that. Yeah, until I mean, 
you know, there there later is on. there is a special uh, bond that has kind of been going around the yeah until DC. at least May the eighth. Yeah, no trials until at least May eighth. That's crazy. Um, the bond that's been going around uh, the TCDLA listserv is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it's uh, the bond of sp- for special circumstances. Correct. Um, Especially if your person is highly susceptible, right. um, high risk, uh, there are PR bonds that are going to be uh, heard and probably received, especially on minor crimes, um, a little more easily. Well, and that's assuming that the magistrate doesn't just PR bond people out uh, and say, hey, look, get out of here, come back in June. And and we've gotten some notices from, you know, the Tarrant County Sheriff's Office, uh, Parker County Sheriff's Office, who have said we're not going to arrest for for nonviolent misdemeanors. So these theft cases, I'm just not sure if, you know, you may not be arrested. That case is, does, is going to be filed at some point. The client's going to get or the defendant's going to get a summons to appear later. I, they may not be arrested during this time just so that they can keep these jail populations as small as possible. Right, because, and again, this... It just becomes practicalities, right? They, they're suddenly having to adjust, um, and they don't want to put their own jailers at risk, their own bailiffs at risk, their own... Can you imagine a, a jail being on lockdown because of the COVID-19? I mean, that would be an absolute nightmare. Right. I, I mean, just the, I don't know if the infrastructure is in place to handle the the uh, the uh, pandemic like that, so, to getting into the jail. Again, you know, so so this is... I, I said we're not going to base it on rumors, but there could be a there could be a pod in the Tarrant County Jail for yeah, just for COVID nineteen that has one case. Oh, really? Like right now? Right now? Oh, Lord Almighty! Right, and that and suddenly everybody in the room just went, oh crap! Yeah, right. I, and I say could be. I do not have fact, Joel. But so 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 That's Facebook information. It, it's probably a little better than Facebook, but not by much. <laughs> Well, uh, so to be clear, guys, if you have an individual, uh, somebody you're representing, if you are somebody who's facing uh, maybe a warrant out there or whatever the case may be, um, you, these bonds, there, there is uh, sound law that backs those up. Um, right. The, our, the, the request for a bond to be set or maybe even a PR bond to be set during this uh, during this emergency declaration time frame. Right, exactly. So, again, the 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 uh, order of the court currently is that until May the 8th, that no um, non the courts must not conduct non-essential proceedings in person, contrary to local, state, or national directives, whichever is most restrictive regarding maximum group size. So basically the way I think this is going to be interpreted is that uh, lots of magistration is going to be done tel- telephonically or via Skype. I know that's being already put in place in lots of places, and it's going to be put in places more. Why? It's real cheap to put an iPad in a room yeah. and tell the guy to come in and do it via Skype. That way it keeps the judge or the magistrate safe while keeping the uh, – yeah. y- y- you can move people along. Um, know that trials are for, from both the civil and the criminal are probably really automatically now pushed till at least May the 8th. Um, and we're all in a sense of we don't really know where we're going. 
we're in this together. If you do have questions, I, I, I you know, I kind of joked, I plugged this earlier, reach out to us on Facebook, reach out to us, uh, on our website, reach out to us personally. If you Google Andrew Harith or Google Andrew Decker, you're going to find us. I actually had someone reach out to me, uh, on my personal Facebook page regarding our podcast, yeah. asking if we've done, if we've applied that these be CLEs, we've not. And we hadn't went, even thought about it. Hadn't actually. even thought about it. And, <laughs> and we both we both went, holy cow, we probably should get lots of self-study. Uh, but no, we're doing this because it's fun primarily, and we hope that you can learn something. Um, uh, yeah. Consider this learning for learning's sake. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Like, um, as lawyers, you know, we, we like to be on top of, uh, of what's happening around us and how it affects our clients and the cases. And this is just one way to do that. Now, this uh, Supreme Court directive says, hey... Supreme Court and Court of Criminal Appeals. Oh, both. So, okay. My, uh, yes, uh, both. Um, says that, you know, we, the courts must follow, must follow um, the uh, state or national directive regarding maximum group size. And, and Greg Abbott's um, actually says we shall not uh, shall not um, gather in groups of more uh, than ten. More than ten, right? So the number magic number is ten. That says shall, which you know, if you're an attorney, you know, there's a difference between shall and may and whatever. But so that's a there's also a difference between May and June. <coughs> so <coughs> a little hysteria <laughs> going on around here. No, um, but Andrew, let's say that we did meet in a group that had eleven people. Eleven people. What's the what's the punishment? For, we're getting our crazy on. So yeah. so you actually have the, the there is no punishment in this order. Uh, section uh, the government code does provide that they may put a punishment in, which yeah. is equivalent to basically a class B. It's a quasi class B, up to 180 days in jail. But from our reading of this executive order, as of this point, there is no punishment on this. For violation. For violation, terms, right? right? And so so things also to know, you know, don't gather in groups of more than 10, avoid, shall shall avoid. So it doesn't say shall not eat right. or drink at bars, restaurants. So again, it, it's worded, it's worded, shall avoid social gatherings or groups. So again, it's not only there's no punishment, but even the shall is weakly worded. Yeah. No offense right. to the governor. Um, but I want to point out, uh, Mr. Harris, that says shall avoid massage parlors. I just want to point that out because, you know, I was thinking about going to one this afternoon. Um, and yeah, that, no, it, thanks, man. I, like, <laughs> like skin on skin contact from a stranger during this time. Like, nope. I don't think so. Right. Right. So I appreciate the governor for putting that in his executive order for the those people. probably looking at some of his, uh, some, some of his own politicians, you know, that are around him. Like, Hey guys, uh, yeah, by the no. way, massage parlors, y'all need nope. to stay away. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, it says shall not visit nursing homes or retirement centers. I've actually had someone call me previous to this um, because their parents' nursing home shut down visitation. That is for that is the most vulnerable group. They're in a nursing home because they're already probably weak or compromised in some form or fashion. They've, they're over that 60, 70, 60 or 70 age limit, depending on what, what category we're talking about. It's it's for your mama's own good. Think of it that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, they may be scared uh, for not seeing their family members, depending on you know how healthy their their mind is. Contact that nursing home and ask them if you can Skype them. Skype, mail letters. I mean, surely that stuff's okay. But really, yeah. like, 
just follow follow the instructions from the nursing home. Those guys are the uh, um, I'm going to say they're experts, right? I'm going to say I'm going to say just like we ask people to listen to us when it comes to the law. I would hope you would listen to the nursing home administrator when it comes to your parents' health. Who is there? You've trusted them enough to pay them money. Trust them enough to know maybe what's better in this situation. You know, we we had we actually were talking with somebody the other day who said something about like not getting a flu vaccine because they just didn't understand how it could help putting a live virus in your system. First Look, of all, you just, don't put the live virus in your yeah, system. Whatever. Um, I did you see how big my eye roll was when yeah. I? Yeah, I, so, I I know my son's gonna listen to this. You know, he's a biochem major and. He's gonna be I, I, can, I can hear his eye roll from here, and we haven't even we haven't even <laughs> yeah, dropped exactly. it yet. I uh, man, so I, just look. The medical professionals in this scary situation are the experts. Just listen to them. Take the precautions they want. I mean, we're all in this together. And actually, we, we were talking about this earlier. There, there. I have not felt like more connected to people throughout like the country because I. Uh, than I have like really ever because I feel like we're just all in this together. We're all experiencing this probably for the first time ever. Right. Um, yeah. The closest thing. The, the closest thing I can think of is nine eleven, and even that, we weren't told to shelter in place. Yeah. We weren't told don't gather groups of ten. In fact, most of us gathered in a place of worship or in a community yeah, center together, or something right. uh, to 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 rally each other up to bolster yeah. each other up. And now we're told. And and it's a shame that it really takes these like awful times in our lives to to recognize just uh, how much we need each other and how how um, important each and every person is uh, is to us. Just think about like, you know, those 18 wheelers delivering gas to the gas station, delivering the paper goods to the grocery stores like they're a vital part of our society. The grocery store employees, the medical professionals, first responders, everybody has a job to do. And it's, oh, say I know. You get oh, goosebumps, sorry. man. Sorry, yeah, man. So, um, you know, I just I just feel really connected to other people uh, during this like really kind of frightening time. It's it's right. uh, pretty incredible. Right. But the, defenders, um, th- that that's our special edition. Um, uh, this one is uh, going to be released on March the 20th. We're recording it this afternoon. It'll be released uh, this evening. You'll get it live at that point. Uh, if you do run into a problem with a court, if you're a defense attorney, your best bet is to contact the TCDLA. Go to their website, tcdla.com. They can put you in in contact with the strike force or with a liaison in your area to help you deal with a with a uh, criminal court, district court, county court that somehow is giving you and a client giving you and a client a difficult time and asking you to do things that might put them in jeopardy health wise, put you in jeopardy health wise, or be against the order of uh, of the Supreme Court and the Court of Criminal Appeals. I yeah. do mean that seriously. Do not be afraid to contact them. You uh, are not alone. Like right. there are people out there who want to help help us all get through this right so in the meantime i'm andrew decker i'm andrew harris thanks for listening be good